0: All right, Saints, here we go. 60 Ways to Make Your Marriage Rock. Somebody put this list together. I want to begin by saying, you know, Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy God-ordained marriage between one man and one woman as the nucleus of the family to glorify himself and that they might be fruitful and multiply. It's Satan who is dividing people today. We have, I believe it's up to 80% of the divorces today, a stat I saw recently, and initiated by the woman. Unbelievable. But that's the same way Satan has always attacked the human race. Remember in the Garden of Eden, who did Satan go after to get an inroad into the human race and cause mankind to fall? He went to the woman. This doesn't make the man innocent. Obviously, he agreed to things there in Genesis 3. But Satan is always going, he does not change. His temptations are the same now. Now, as they ever were, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, they're common to man. And so we see there that Satan attacked the human race and caused the fall of mankind by approaching the woman, the weaker vessel, 1 Peter 3. So we must be aware of that. The transformed wife wrote this. I love this lady's post. Highly recommend her to everyone the transformed wife, Sister Lori Alexander, and her wonderful husband and children and grandchildren live in California. And I mean, she is a voice, a biblical voice to especially the women of today and concerning marriage and family, etc. Today, she writes this, he is the breadwinner She is the bread maker. He is the sun. She is the moon who reflects and extends the sun's light where the sun is not. He forms. She fills. He sets the melody. She brings the harmony. He empowers her and she uses that power to enlarge the domain of their household. Joe Rigney. Actually, that's a quote from Joe Rigney. Absolutely incredible stuff that she puts out there every day all day long, and it is a blessing. Here's another one here. It's just a random one here. I think it's more of a warning. They were BSF leaders, that's Bible study fellowship leaders, for many years yet were nagging, critical, and cruel towards their husbands. BSF and all other women's Bible studies conferences, etc. are worthless if they aren't teaching women to be loving, submissive wives. Biblical womanhood is what women need today. What about single women, you may ask? They need to be taught to have meek and quiet spirits, to be chaste, sober, good, discreet, and love God and others. All these will prepare them to live godly lives and ready to be godly wives and mothers in case they marry and bear children, unquote. Just a couple of random ones. God had a plan to bring one man and one woman together. In the family unit, the sovereign family unit, what a blessing. And here are 60 ways to make your marriage rock. Number one, I'm just going to f- flow all the way through these. Some of these make us blush from what I could see here. Pray together always. Number one, pray together always. You know, there's a meme that goes around. It's just beautiful. It's two people sitting at a table in a restaurant and praying with their head down, holding hands. And the woman is thinking... And the words are that he had her when he said, let us pray. In other words, it looks like their first date and he is bringing in the Lord right at the forefront, and saying, let's pray together. God must be first. Anything that God's not first in in our lives is not going to be blessed. Remember, Jesus said, but seek ye first, 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 the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things, these blessings will be added unto you. Real simple. It's just time that we start doing it. Number one, pray together always. 60 ways to make your marriage rock. Number one, pray together always, always. always. Ma'am, if you you're dating a man who's not genuinely born again, and demonstrates it by studying the Bible every day and having a life of prayer—not just a prayer life, but a life of prayer—is not God's choice for you if you're truly God's daughter. Number two, read the scriptures together always. Pray together always. Read the Word of God together. It doesn't have to be four books in the Bible. Might only be a few scriptures. God's Word is like steak, man spiritual food. Number three, go on regular date nights. Hallelujah. Number four, in our list of 60 ways to make your marriage rock, hide notes in secret places. That sounds fun. Number five, go to bed at the same time. Number six, listen to music together share earbuds. Love it. Number seven, buy him gifts that he will love. Number eight, revitalize the romance with intimate dates. Number nine, wear shirts that tell the world you love your husband or wife. Number 10, praise your spouse to other people. And that is so key. Always, no matter what. Now let's face it, nobody's spouse is perfect all the time. And it goes for you and I. I'm unmarried at this moment, but you know, there's no such thing as a perfect spouse, but you You're always talking them up. You're sharing with the ladies how wonderful your husband is, ladies, period. And gentlemen, you are always speaking the praise of your beautiful, precious, virtuous wife. uh, Proverbs 31 speaks about that very thing, actually. Right here in Proverbs chapter 31, notice these three verses, verse 11, 23, and 28. Verse 11, Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 virtuous woman chapter, verse 11, the heart of her husband, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. He has everything he needs because he has a virtuous wife. Proverbs 31, 23, her husband is known in the gates or in the city, uh, wherever he goes, when he sitteth among the elders in the land, and verse 28, her husband. Children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and praiseth her. There it is. Her husband praises her. We should always be building up and praising and esteeming our mate verbally, not be complaining about ever complaining about them being imperfect or whatever. Let's face it, you're not perfect either, right? I'm certainly not. So anybody can point out things that's wrong about us, any of us, but that doesn't make it constructive, does it? No. Number eleven. Number eleven in this the list of sixty ways to make your marriage rock. Number eleven, read a marriage devotional. Be careful with that as far as something that's not filled with psychological garbage, which most so called Christian books are today. Stick strictly with the King James Bible, the pure word of God. Number twelve, sleep in his t shirts. I don't think women have any idea how much men love it when they don't have all this makeup on. They just maybe have a baseball cap on, one of their T-shirts or flannel shirts. And that's probably what they're getting at here. Number 12, sleep in his t shirts Renew your vows privately. With whispers and memories. Number 14, renew them publicly with cake and bubbly whatever. They didn't finish the sentence. Number 15, go away together at least once a year. All right. Number 16 through 25, they have sectioned off for women only. Number 16, all the men, please turn off this mess. No, I'm kidding. Number 16, hang pictures of the two of you around your house, ladies. Number 17, make his favorite dessert. Wow. Number 18, make sex a priority. Number 19, spend time apart occasionally. Number 20, learn to enjoy something he loves. Number 21, surprise each other. Number 22, meet him at the door. 23, text each other from across the room. 24, set reminders on your phone to remember him or her throughout the week. Number 25, call him right now and tell him that you appreciate him. Wow. Wow. We always seem to assume that somebody knows we appreciate or love them, but people need to hear the spoken word of such a matter. Number 26, and this is for men only, this section. If you thought the men were going to be left out in this list, you were wrong. Number 26 through 40, here it is to the men. For men only, ladies turn off this mat, joking. Number 26, leave work on time and come home early. Number 27. Gentlemen, engage every day in meaningful conversation with your wife. Number 28, that would include looking her right in the eye. Number 28, compliment each other. 29, take one day a month to make your spouse your total focus. Let me say this right there, Saints. Every believer is to live the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 through 5. See, life now that you're born again is not about you. It's about God and others. And when you're married, God has put some money right there, one of his children, for you to love on. 24, 7, 365. Instead of being Consumed with self, which is very ugly and always brings dismal results because it's sin. God's call us to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. And that neighbor would be first and foremost your own mate, notice Philippians two, three through five. Let nothing, nothing, nothing be done through strife or vain glory, in other words, to bring attention to ourselves, but in lowliness of mind. That's the cross, that's death and burial. Go down low and the devil's got the go. No, and so is every other evil, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better lift them up above better than themselves, not only on the same level, but even better. That's what Jesus did as this chapter, the whole chapter tells us when he came to the earth, left his father's glory to come and die for you and I on a cruel, cold, rugged cross, and be buried and raised again from the dead. You are dead, beloved. If you name the name of Jesus, settle the issue. You are dead, and your life is hid with Christ and God. Your life, that's Colossians 3, 3, memorize it. Your life is all about loving Jesus, and right under that, your husband or wife, and then others, and then yourself verse 4 look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others and let me say this when you begin to obey god in this truth right here and you begin to live your life to glorify him and lift up others You're going to be shaking your head at what took you so long to get this cross message because you're going to be free. This makes you free. You're not centered upon and worrying about and raging in your mind and your life about your own things that you need to get done and the things you're praying for and the things that are yet to come to pass as far as being answered prayer, because you're abandoned to be a blessing to others. Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, verse 35 Lust gets, love gives, love gives, lust gets. First Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. I want to encourage you, beloved, to read that short chapter every morning this week. And also this passage we're finishing right now, Philippians 2, verse 3 through 5. Verse 5, let this mind that he just explained, be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then it goes into a litany of how Jesus, being in the form of God, thought it not Robert to be equal with God because he is God. But he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And he was found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. And then it goes into talking about he was exalted, resurrected by the Father. You know, Jesus had to first die before he could be raised up. One must come before the other. And on that note, I want to read something I was writing this morning about this cross life, because everything works by way of the cross and the divine economy. Reading this list of 60 things that make a marriage rock are excellent, but the, the undergirding truth of the kingdom, of God is that the power generator of everything we're to do in God has to come out of a cross life. Jesus himself conquered sin, death, and Satan. How? By dying, not by rising up. You know, so many things we see out there, the little memes we see circulating on social media, many times done by people that are novices. They don't understand. And so many that are in Leadership in the modern church is so clueless as to the cross, which is at the center of the original gospel. And so they're saying stuff like, rise up, you know, soar, S O A R, a new buzzword they use, you know, but there'll be no soaring and no rising up in your own flesh to do anything good for God or yourself or anybody else. God raises up those that be bowed down. Psalm 145, 14. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Jesus conquered death Sin, hell, and the grave by dying and Satan. And that's the same way he commands that we overcome. He said, in order to follow him, you got to do what he did. Now, it's not a propitiatory dying. Only he could do that. But he said, you deny yourself. You take up your cross daily and you follow me. If you're not doing that, if you're not learning that cross, you're not following Jesus. That's how all of this stuff in the kingdom works. And all of the blessings of God and his economy will come out of this cross reenactment in our lives every day. Hebrews 2.14, For as much then as the children, that's us, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, that's Christ, likewise took part of the same. In other words, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. John 1.14. And why did he do that? Here it is. That through death... Through what? Through death, not rising up, but going down low into death, might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So Jesus destroyed death by dying, not by rising up. This is the missing message of the modern church. Again, Jesus conquered sin, death, and Satan by dying, not by first rising up. Hebrews 2.14. This is how you and I also are brought forth into his victory by him through our own weakness. Let's give our ear to what the Apostle Paul said about this in his sufferings and in his crucified life. He said that Jesus told him, my grace is sufficient for thee, that is, in his sufferings. Some of us think we have been through suffering until we kind of read stuff like this in Paul's resume in the same chapter of suffering and other places in 2 Corinthians 6, 11, and 12. He gives a list of things he suffered, and we go, oh, wow, I thought I was suffering, but what I'm going through does not qualify to be called suffering compared to what Paul went through, what Job went through, and many other blessed patriarch men and women throughout history that we have on record in Scripture. So Paul was suffering a thorn in the flesh, and this must have been a very excruciating, painful thing. Whatever it was, it doesn't matter. My grace, Jesus said, is sufficient for thee. That is in this trial. And you you may have a mate that's not perfect. That's probably the case. And God's grace is sufficient for you in these imperfections of your mate. And thank God his grace is sufficient in those around you that have to put up with you because you're not perfect either. My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength for my strength is made perfect where? In weakness." when you're dead and buried, uh, when you're crucified with Christ in these trials, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my what infirmities. And why is that? That the power of Christ, that's the resurrection may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, needs, that is, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. We're made weak through the cross, the death and burial, and the strength of God raises us up. The cross, by the way, is about surrendering. Don't try harder, just die deeper. Hallelujah. In the divine economy, the death and burial guarantees the resurrection. What a blessing. Back to our 60 ways to make our marriages rock. Number 29, take one day a month to make your spouse your total focus. Number 30, avoid these words, quote, you always or you never, unquote, don't ever use those words words. Let me throw this in there too. I saw a video of a couple that decided, and my parents were the same way, that there would never be the mention of the D word. That's divorce. Never, because it's never an option, period. Number 31, kiss every day. Let me say that again. Kiss every day. Kiss, 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 kiss every day. That's what married couples, that's the blessing of kissing reserved for married couples. Number 32, find tangible ways to serve your mate. Never complain. Never. No matter what. Number 33, forgive quickly. And you know, we should walk in a spirit of forgiveness. Amen. When we realize the truth that you and I are the most needy people on the planet of God's mercy. It's going to be easy to walk in a merciful, forgiving spirit. And then we don't have to try to work up or pray about forgiving because it's automatic, because it's part of our disposition in Christ. As children of God bought by the blood of a lamb, Jesus Christ, the Bible says we are no longer our own and we're his and we're his ambassadors. And you, my friend, are the ambassador of Christ in your marriage. We should think and speak as if no one on this planet needs Jesus more than we do, more than I do. Why? Because it's a fact. It's the truth. Genesis 32, verse 10, Jacob said he was not, worthy of even the least of God's mercies. That's a person who gets it. And that came after a time of wrestling with the Lord, where the Lord broke him. When the Lord begins to break you and you become poor in spirit, which is God's will for every believer, you're going to realize that there is no one on this planet more in need of the mercy of God than you, my friend. And that's going to cause all wrong condemnation of others and judging, wrongly judging them, hypocritically judging them to cease. You're going to drop. Drop the stone of judgment against others, and you're going to look up to God and say, thank you for having mercy on me, Lord, a sinner, Luke 18. There were two men that went up to pray, remember that? And only one got his prayers answered, and it was the guy that hung his head and said seven simple words out of a contrite heart that understood how wicked he is. He said, be merciful to me, Lord, a sinner, and God heard his prayer. That's where it all begins, beloved. When you get saved and as you walk in with God, that doesn't change. Nobody needs Jesus more than you. Nobody needs Jesus more than me. Paul said, there is no good thing, none that dwells in me, that is in my flesh. The only thing I have good in me is Christ, period. And the same thing is for you. Romans 7:18. John Wesley said this before we pop back into our list of 60 ways to make your marriage rock. John Wesley said, we should be rigorous in judging ourselves very honest, convicted, truthful about our wickedness. We should be rigorous in judging ourselves and gracious in judging others. And that goes right with this right here. Number 34 in our list of 60, be honest, always be honest. All right. By the way, this is for the men only, but it fits with for both, obviously. Number 35, get on the same page, plan your budget together. Number 36, Look your best as often as you can. Number 37, guard your marriage. Number 38, laugh together, even if you got to tickle the other one, right? I'm adding to it. Laugh together, even if you got to get them laughing at how dumb you are. Even if they're laughing at you, right? Number 39, when you are together, be together. Take a break from phones, technology, etc. Number 40, tell her she's pretty, especially when she's not feeling it. All right, number 41, and this is a list for both the mates. Number 41 through 60, let's go through these. Make each other breakfast in bed. Oh, what a blessing, right? Make each other breakfast in bed. Number 42, do her chores for her. Number 44, get a couple massage or host your own privately number 44 dance together to soft music both of you alone or rocking music with the kids number 46 exercise together hikes bike riding etc number 46 choose not to be annoyed by an irritating behavior or disappointment from your spouse. That's a good one. And it's going to take the cross to undergird and to bring about all of these blessed platitudes, if you will. Number 47, thank your spouse often, even for the least reason or gesture. Number 48, lay in bed together and stare into each other's eyes without talking. Number 49, learn something new together, take an art class, cooking lessons, etc. Do a new recipe I'd throw in there. Number 50, coming down to a close here friends, leave a sweet comment on their Facebook wall. Number 51, support each other's goals. Number 52, Bring flowers or gifts, even when she says they are too expensive. Number 53. Wear something your spouse loves. Number 54. Share furniture, sit in his lap. Number 55. Fight for your marriage. Number 56, make a point to eat dinner together most days of the week. Double, triple, million times. A family must eat together. So important. In fact, we've got a message on that. And the title of that post is The Importance, The Blessing of the Family Dinner Table. And it's a podcast with scripture, text, and Psalm 128.3, Thy Wife, Shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants around, around about thy table. What a blessing. The dinner table, so important. And many of you who grew up eating around the dinner table every night with your family know the value of it. It's incredible. All right. Number 57 Never let your spouse feel like they come second place to your career or any other thing next to God. Ah, God, your relationship with your spouse is the most important relationship. And anytime we get the order of relationships from the divine economy, from the Bible, out of order, it's going to cost a lot. It's going to hurt a lot of people, too. In other words, when people put their kids before their spouse, that is a sin, and you need to repent now the best thing you can do for your kids by the way is to love their daddy to love their mama. period there's nothing more important than that those beautiful children see their mother and daddy love each other that's god's design by the way speaking of little precious children, we have a message. I want you to listen to this one because I'm going to tell you, you're going to be laughing at what these kids said and you're going to be crying. It is absolutely touching. And I don't know about you, but I often need my heart tenderized gentlemen. You know what I mean? And we can never have hearts that are too tender. And, you know, heart of flesh the scripture speaks about instead of a heart of stone. And this one will do it for you. It's called Out of the Mouth of Babes. Check it out. Out of the Mouth of babes, just put in babes. That's all you need to put into the search box is babes, and it'll come up. Or put in out of the mouth of babes on safeguardyoursoul.com. What is love? Hilarious, revealing, etc. What does love mean to four to eight year old children? You are going to love this. Somebody put together this list. They recorded what four to eight year old precious children said when they were asked what is love absolutely amazing i'm going to go ahead and link it to at the bottom of this message so it'll be readily available to you and i know it's going to bless you i want you to also share it with others All right. So where did we leave off? Let's see. Exercise together. All right. We're way past that one, right? I like this one. Let's just start at verse number 48. Well, now we're already in the 50s. All right. Where's something your spouse loves? Number 53. Number 54 of the 60 ways to make your marriage rock. Share furniture. Sit on his lap. If women knew... What a blessing that is for a man to have his baby girl in his arms. They would probably do it more often. I might throw that in there for all the men from our perspective. Number 55, fight for your marriage. Okay, I think we covered that, but that can't be said enough. 56, make a point to eat dinner together most days of the week, every day. Number 57, yeah, we already covered that one. Let your spouse know that they're the most important thing in your life next to Jesus. Number 58, talk about your dreams and aspirations. Amen. Let them be heavenly too. By the way, with eternal perspective and eternal vision, be supportive of each other and dream big together. And our dreams as children of God should be not to go on seventy thousand vacations, have unnecessary things, you know, all the time. Continue to add to the list unnecessary things. I should add, but to support the work of the gospel, and to push forth the gospel of Jesus Christ, that His sheep might be fed, that poor Christians. The in need might be taken care of and that the gospel of Christ might be preached. That's the aspirations of Christians, not the world stuff, you know, which is a bunch of materialism, commercialism and waste. And it's going to send a lot of people to hell. So beware about how you define dreams. I don't usually use that word. This isn't my list. It's been a pretty good list. We only got two more left of the 60, but be careful. Number 59, maintain a united front as your motto, being meaning me and you against the world, we should see ourselves husband and wife should as a sovereign family unit with the world outside of us. Number sixty, the last one. Speak well of your spouse always. Saints, glad we had these moments together. I hope this helps you, encourages you in the cross, in the love of Christ, in the mind of Christ, and as it pertains to your marriage or your marriage-to-be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on SafeguardYourSoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're Your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country